Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm delighted to welcome my good friend, Stephanie Chandler, from the Nonfiction Authors Association. How are you today? Hey, Dan, I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's always fun chatting with you. Cool. You're a fellow author as well, but so, but you started an association. That is so cool. Tell me, tell me about that journey. Why did you start an association? You know, back in 2010, I had grown frustrated by speaking at writers' conferences and realizing nonfiction authors were largely ignored at these events. So I had this crazy idea to launch an online nonfiction writers' conference, which was a three-day event. And again, back in 2010, we kicked that off, and I thought, I wonder if anybody will come to this thing, and they did, and so it continued. It became an annual event, and we've had just some amazing speakers over the years, from Gretchen Rubin to Julia Cameron to Seth Godin and Guy Kawasaki. It's been a phenomenal journey. The attendees of that conference kept saying, how do we keep in touch when the event is over? So we followed that up in 2013 by launching the Nonfiction Authors Association, and it's just become a really vibrant, fun community to be part of. Cool, and I'm part of that vibrant, fun community too, and I'm really glad I'm there. And I want to echo what you said. I've been to Writers Digest conferences, which are wonderful, content-filled conferences, but when they do a hand uh, count of like how many people are doing nonfiction, you're absolutely right. There's like me and three other people <laughs> and we're looking at each other like, what are these people writing about? It's gothic romances and vampires and erotica, male, female, everything you can possibly think of. Historical fiction, you know, just steampunk fiction, things I never heard of before. But when it came to advice for fiction or nonfiction writers, people who, write a, who want to write a business book, there, there was nothing there. So I'm really glad you started this association. Tell us a little bit more about the association itself and what kind of benefits and features it offers uh, aspiring writers and, you know, and more professional writers as well, or more seasoned writers, I should say. Yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, one of our most popular benefits is our weekly podcast. We air it live. Anybody can listen to it live with the recordings go into our archives. You were on our, you were a guest on our program. Uh, so those are really popular. We do a lot of industry professionals. They're 30 minutes to get right to the meat of the, the conversation. Uh, we have some phenomenal partner discounts with Ingram Spark and Office Depot. I mean, you can't believe how much you can save on printing and, and toner cartridges. And uh, we have all kinds of content. So that's a big focus for us is education. Every single week, we release a new checklist or template or some sort of uh, report or guidelines to help our authors. And much of that is archived so that authors can search that content. Also, every Friday, we send out weekly media leads. These have been really popular. These have only been added about a year ago. And we are rounding up requests from podcasters like yourself and bloggers who are seeking guests. 
and our authors who are participating and responding to those calls for, for guests are getting fantastic results. So we have a private Facebook community. There's discounts off our twice yearly conference events. There's a lot of benefits of being part of our vibrant community. Fantastic. That sounds very worthwhile. It sounds also like it's very worthwhile even for the coaches and consultants and speakers who are listening to this podcast who have not yet written a book but plan to write a book. I assume that some of your templates would be good for the people who are about to write a book? 100%. We've got lots of content for people in the process of writing their books. And, and we have a really supportive community. So in the Facebook group, for example, there's we have book coaches and people who are willing to help give advice and authors who've been there before you. So it's a great place to start feeling like a writer is to get involved in our group and start learning. I, in fact, I would say the best time to get involved in learning about writing and marketing is well before you release your book. A lot of authors make the mistake of waiting until after the book is released and then they go, uh oh, how do I market? And then they come to us looking for some help on that. Uh, can you give us an idea of some of the templates that you have there? Yeah, we have like copyright page templates if you're self-publishing. We have um, a request for um, permission to publish, uh, you know, photos in a book. So we try to have really practical information. We share inside information. For example, we have a example of a book proposal that sold with a couple of those examples I believe so we're always looking for really practical stuff that you may not necessarily find just from a Google search we vet our content really well we really care about delivering quality and value in the content we create great you mentioned reports what kind of reports do you do all kinds of reports. We've got reports on beta readers, how to set up your own Amazon ads, how to build your email list, um, something I like to call tribe building, like how do you go out and find who your people are in your own network. So we're uh, frequently creating reports. Some of those are member specific. Some of those are generally available. We have a freebies section on our website where you can download a lot of that con type of content. Excellent. Sounds, sounds fascinating. Um, Let's talk about your conference. Uh, when is your conference? Who's speaking? What can we expect? So the conference is every May is our big annual conference this year. It's May uh, 5th through 7th, 2021. We have not announced our keynote speaker yet, but that is coming soon. So we're working on the lineup right now. And typically our events are three days with 15 speakers. It is a live event. They are not pre-recorded. They're live. Attendees have a opportunity to ask questions of the presenters. We have a really popular benefit called Ask a Pro. So you know how you can go to an in-person conference and often you can sign up for brief consultations with some of the speakers and experts? We do Ask a Pro sessions virtually. So uh, many of our speakers and a lot of our industry friends, like yourself, maybe Dan, we could talk to you into uh, being a pro, will volunteer to do 15-minute consults by by video or by phone, and our members love this, um, or our attendees love this. They can sign up for three consults and choose their three people, and it's all pre-scheduled, and we, have a, we use a scheduling tool for that, and it's just a, a great benefit of membership. A lot of people, or excuse me, of attendance, a lot of people say attendance at the conference is worth that alone, but the other thing you'll find in our conference is there's no hype. So it's really important to me that we deliver lots of value. 
Um, there's no seeding a presentation and then not giving you what you expected to get. Uh, we vet our speakers very carefully. So um, you can be guaranteed you're going to take a ton of notes and get a lot of value from our events. Great. Um, can you tell us about any success stories or... Uh, yeah. yeah, we have a really cool success story and it's happening right now. The author is Mark Paul. So Mark wrote a memoir and memoirs, as you probably know, can be a tough sell. But his memoir is called The Greatest Gambling Story Ever Told. <laughs> and it's set in, the, I know, it's set in the 80s. And basically what happened is he and a buddy placed a bet on a Philly, a long shot bet to, on a Philly to win the Kentucky Derby. What they didn't realize is they placed that $10,000 bet with the Mexican drug cartel. She ends up winning the Derby and they have to collect their million dollar prize. So it's a, it's a fantastic read, a great story. I think you're going to see it on the big screen soon, but Mark is, and Mark, by the way, has no platform as an author. I don't even think he owns a Twitter account. Uh, so he decided to go all in on Amazon ads. And he made sure that he figured out the right categories for his book. So, for example, um, gambling is a category. White collar crime is a category. There's um, horse lovers is a category. So he figured out all the different niche audiences for his books and carefully selected his keywords and his ads. He manages it all himself. And Dan, in less than a year, he sold over 30,000 copies of that book. Wow. So that was with the help of the resources at the at your association. Yeah, yes, he's been an active member and contributor to our our membership. Wow, that's that's a great story. Uh, I'll have to check that book out. Uh, Mexican drug cartels. Uh, I assume it's uh, you can't put it down. <laughs> well, what are some trends you see with uh, the big business card uh, books? Uh, books that were written by consultants and speakers and coaches, mainly intended to get get people to get to know, like, and trust them, so they hire them. You know, the business card hasn't changed, right? It's how you use it. I think that it's important to have a promise in the title or subtitle. That's missing from a lot of books I see out there. Um, the other thing is we don't have to write 80,000 word books anymore. You can write a really short book. As long as the content is solid, then um, that is a great business card. It really sets your credibility. So I think shorter books are definitely on trend right now, partly because we are a short attention span society, right? We're on our phones constantly. We're scanning our emails. We don't want to read a 100,000 word book. I, I mean, it's really got to be solid to, to, to commit to, to going through a book of that size. So shorter books really um, loaded with subtitles and uh, headings and, and things that break up the text and make it easy to read. And then the other thing, Dan, is professional production of a self-published book is essential. Um, book titles matter book covers we do judge a book by its cover please get a professional book cover designer somebody who designs covers for a living um solid editorial on my last book i had four rounds of editing i think i'm a pretty good writer i still had four rounds of editing because 
I wanted that thing to be as clean as possible. So all of those things contribute to making that book your power business card. Fantastic. Those are great ideas. Uh, as we close, do you have any other ideas or tips for authors? Yeah, you know what? I think it's all about building a platform. If you don't have time to build a platform, which you know doesn't happen overnight, I've been a huge proponent of Amazon ads. They're still very affordable. You can pay 20 cents to a dollar a click. And as long as those clicks are converting into sales, it's a worthy investment. And if they're not converting into sales, something is wrong with your marketing. It could be the title of your book is wrong, or you need a better book description, or maybe you need a better cover. Those are the, the key elements that add up to converting those clicks into sales. Okay, well, uh, that's great information. You're, you're obviously a big fan of Amazon ads. I'm curious, uh, what do you think of Facebook ads for an author? I'm not a huge fan of Facebook ads for books themselves. You will um, most certainly spend more than you will earn on Facebook ads. They've gotten so expensive. I like Facebook ads for building a mailing list. So if you're doing a free event or you've got a giveaway of some sort, Facebook ads can be really worthwhile for that, but they are really getting to be quite expensive. And I, I can say with very good certainty that very few authors have had success profitably selling books with Facebook ads. I'm glad you said that because I tried that a few years ago and I found uh, we had success with one book and then it just dropped off and nothing happened. And my three or four other clients that we tried, we used the right keywords, we used the right demographics, whatever. But let's face it, I don't think people go on Facebook to buy a book. So even though we told them it was a book, even though we said here's an Amazon link, even though they clicked through, uh, there's just a disconnect. People were not interested. Whereas on Amazon, they're there to buy books. They're there to find other books. So that, that's always fun. Um, let's uh, let's finish up by by talking about audiobooks. What do you think about the future for audiobooks for uh, nonfiction authors? Should, first of all, what's the market? And two, do you think an author should produce the book themselves, or should they hire out a narrator? Good questions. The audiobook market is definitely growing, um, especially with our smart, you know, cars having this stuff. I've got Apple CarPlay built into my dashboard. It's the <laughs> coolest thing ever. So, and I'm an audiobook listener. I'm also a Kindle reader and a physical book reader. So, um, I do think that there's a good opportunity for nonfiction writers in particular. But I would say this: if your print book isn't selling well, your audiobook is going to sell even fewer copies. So you really want to nail down your marketing as your number one priority. Now, with that said, um, you are probably missing some sales by not having an audiobook edition, but it's going to be a smaller percentage of your sales, maybe 10 to 20% of your sales. Uh, I do believe in hiring professionals for something like this. I mean, really, it's difficult to sit and record your own audiobook. It has to be produced on the highest quality of standards. It still has to be edited. It's a lot of work. If you do want to do it yourself, the best way is really to go to a local recording studio that has experience with audiobooks. Rent out the studio. Let them help you produce your files. And if that sounds like more work or more effort than you wanted to uh, take on, then hire a professional narrator. Um, it's really not as expensive as you might think. I mean, $1,500 on average, it really depends on the length of your book. But I think it's a, it's a worthwhile investment if you feel like you have a market for people looking for your audiobook. 
Fantastic. Uh, Stephanie, why don't you tell us how people can get in touch with uh, the association and learn more about the conference? Yeah, thanks, Dan. It's nonfictionauthorsassociation.com and nonfictionwritersconference.com. As I said, we've got lots of freebies out there. Check out our, our freebie list of reports and things like that. We have a very cool author quiz that uh, analyzes your platform and gives you tips on how to build your platform even more. So I appreciate that, Dan, and uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Well, thank you for joining us today, Stephanie, and thanks everyone for being with us today. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.